Welcome to episode 47 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, joined by Matt Deitch, and ice season, nope, ice show season, season. is officially kicked off. For some people, ice season has kicked off. Yeah, that's right. But not for us. That's right. Yeah, but ice show season has kicked off. It, it, had it, the Dakota Angler Ice Institute last week. Yep. Uh, Cable shop with the pros was this last pros. weekend. And yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like you said, though, ice season has kicked off for some people. I did see uh, uh, some people way up north in North Dakota, I think, got yeah, out on the ice. Some people up by, I think, up by the Bemidji area up in there. Okay. I also saw a post that uh, Red Lake is starting to make ice. So, really? yeah, a lot of people venture out there. Yeah. Early well, ice. It, it will not be long, but. Uh, We've actually got the man who I believe was the first person to uh, get out on the ice this year. Uh, our dog, Mr. Craigie Euler. Craig Euler. Out in Rapid City, South Dakota. He got out on October 30th this year. Uh, we we do not know for sure, but we're thinking he's the first person to get out on the ice and fish. And uh, yeah, we got him today. We're going to cut right over to him. Hey, Craig, what's up? Hey, how's it going, boys? Oh, no, not too bad here. It's kind of an honor for me. This is the first time I've got to talk to you on here. Yeah, I was trying to decide if I was excited to have you on or, or if this was going to be uh, paying for me or what, but uh, I think I'm excited to talk to you, Matt. It's a little bit of both. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just never know what kind of shots are going to be taken on a show like this. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No. So, well, Craig, you uh, actually got out on the ice here uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, October 30th, I believe you were on the ice? Yes, sir, October 30th. Uh, you know, it uh, it's, I'm being a diehard ice fisherman, I, I've always wanted to, you know, I'd like to get out as early as I can, and we've been, you know, toying with getting close to October here in the hills, but uh uh, we just haven't, you know, I've got, I think, November 12th or November 11th or 12th is my earliest in the Black Hills. And, and you know, the weather patterns, are just, it's been crazy. It was a crazy summer and then it turned into a, a crazy fall and we're having just cr- really, really cold temperatures that morning that I went ice fishing. It was nine below zero when I drove by the lake. And, and uh, I, I mean, that's just crazy cold for us this time of year anyway. And and uh yeah we were able to pull it off and you know obviously safety being priority number one i had checked it the day before and and it felt like it was safe and good to go but i i did i was by myself so i didn't even step out on it you know i just hit it with a spud and and it was two and a half to three inches then and so once we seen it was nine below the next morning i called my buddy and i said it's going to be good to go and yeah i was three and a half pushing four inches ice which you know, some people don't necessarily find that to be thick enough, but for us, uh, we have all the safety equipment, you know, floating suits and picks and, you know, even cleats. So people overlook having cleats out on that new ice, but you don't want to slip and fall when it's three to four inches. So, um, you know, just with all the safety aspects in mind, we went out there and, uh, yeah, we caught fish, and it, it turned out to be a really, really great afternoon of fishing. Nice. Now, how big of of uh, body of water were you out on? Oh, it's just a small pond in the Black Hills. You know, it's probably just a couple acres, I suppose, is all it is. So it has a, a freshwater creek coming in there that, you know, that's why it freezes so early is because it's all that cold water coming in. And 
And that, I don't know if you saw, I posted a picture of it about a month ago that it was froze over once already, and yeah. so I knew that water was primed and ready to go. It just needed some consistent cold temperatures, and and yeah, once that happened, we were, uh, um, like I say, more than excited to get out there. Yeah, what were you guys uh, targeting? A trout. It's just a, a stalker trout pond. You know, it's kind of there for the tourists, but we take advantage of it first ice, and and you know any more uh, with the uh, the Black Hills are stocking fish in that 12 to 16 inch range, so they're fun fish to catch. Um, not necessarily my favorite thing to go after this time of year, but uh, uh, I, I I said it before in the previous interview. I you know the rainbows they are such a scrappy fish. They are fun to catch. It just not my favorite, I guess. They'll teach their own. I think they're just, a riot. <laughs> I, I was trying to politely say that without offending you, Scott. Well, thanks a lot. You, you, you don't, you don't I'm have, triggered. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about about triggering old sassy Scott oh, over geez. here. Doctor Ice Cleats. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah. yeah. So Craig, but uh, you know. I, I'm thinking that the listeners are like, holy moly, October 30th. That's not the earliest you've been out. No, sir, it is not. I, uh, um, you're familiar with Robbie Rembrandt. Uh, he's he's a Nebraska fishing legend out of Scott's Bluff. You know, he's just a, a great all-around fisherman. And he, it's kind of funny. I, I didn't know who he was. I uh, was out working in Pier, and... I had the evenings where, you know, my wife and kids were at home and I was staying in pier and I didn't have anything to do, so I fished, which was just torture for me, you know, but I, I felt like I had to do it. Um, but uh, I was out on the ice fishing by myself, uh, just the stilling basin below the dam there and catching walleyes and pike and just having fun, you know, and I, it was dark and I was in my shack and I could hear someone walking up to my, my shack, so I flip it over and... This guy starts talking to me about uh, how the fishing is and what I'm catching. He's telling me what he's catching, and then he says, "Hey, we have beer and pork chops over in our our uh, camp setup." And and when I say camp, I, there there was four guys there. I think they had twelve hubs set up and thirteen sled. It was crazy the amount of stuff they had on the ice for four or five guys. And <laughs> anyway, so so. He offered me beer and pork chops, and I, I am not one to turn down either of those. Mm -hmm. So I, I went over and had beer and pork chops with strangers, and, and it turned out to be Robbie and, and Monty Batanker and a couple oh, yeah. of their friends, and I'm just real, real solid guys. And so Robbie and I stayed in touch after that, and, and I found out he's a you know as big of an ice nut as I was. And so he started talking about wanting to fish in October, and I'm thinking, man, that'd be awesome. Let's see what we can do and being down in scott's bluff he's a little bit closer and more familiar with the rocky mountains and so he started tracking weather and over two years he he figured it out like this window where it consistently stayed below freezing in this one mountain range and and uh um so that third year we decided we're going to try and so just on a whim i took off and drove down there and, and that was on uh, october 14th and and so we were able to get on safe ice there. You know, not all the lakes were froze around in the mountains, so it took a, a lot more hiking and a lot more walking than what I'm used to, especially at, um, oh, I don't even remember the elevation. I think it was 12,000 feet is where we were at. And it, 
you know, even the simplest of hikes is a lot of work then, but we luckily we found some safe ice and made it happen, and we actually went back the following year and did it again, uh, I think on October 16th or something like that. But uh, small trout, nothing nothing spectacular. It's fun to say we did it, but um, I don't necessarily need to do it anymore, you know, especially if I keep getting ice here in the Black Hills right. that early. Now, how far how far did you actually have to hike in? Oh, just probably a mile, okay. mile and a half maybe. Not terrible, but like I say, <laughs> more than I'm used to doing, especially at that elevation. Yeah. Right. Now, I mean, and I guess at the end of the day, you weren't even for sure that there was fish in this lake? No. Well, we did. We, you know, Robbie, he's, once you get to know him, you, he, he's a planner, and he is just was so dedicated to making this happen. He had a, a map with all the different lake names, and then he had the stocking reports or, or the netting reports from them and, and the stocking reports, so we knew, you know, which ones had brook trout, which ones had rainbow trout, and this one has the biggest brook trout, and, it, you know, he had it all figured out. I, I truly, I got all the glory for it but because I caught the first fish, but uh, he, uh, he did all the, the real hard work from it anyway. So, but I think he likes that. <laughs> now, now those two years and this year, uh, as far as you know, you were the first person to fish in the continental United States on ice, correct? As far as I know, I, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee it, but yeah, I, I haven't need a guarantee. seen any polls from <laughs> need, anywhere else or anything. We need a guarantee, Craig. But you know what? I'm pretty sure I was the first person <laughs> in the lower 48 to be ice fishing. Oh, gosh. Wow. It sounds good to have that. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I, I convinced myself there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, no. I mean, how how is how is the ice fishing looking for this year out in the Black Hills? You know, I I mean, we've had such an unprecedented uh, weather year all summer and fall, and now into winter. I gotta believe it's going to be nothing short of amazing. I, I mean, to have ice this early and. Uh, you know, I've since been out, uh, uh, I was out last Sunday, and we were on good ice on a different lake catching bluegills and perch, and I, I mean, we just, we haven't had this good of ice this early, so with any luck, it's going to hold, um, and as long as we can keep the snow away, we should build a lot of good good ice to have a good base anyway, and, and you know, realistically, someone made the comment that by getting in October, if I can uh keep ice around here until may which is not unheard of for the black hills i mean that's eight months that i'll have gotten to ice fish this year so wow. i'm crossing my fingers that that happens yeah that 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 would be really cool i mean to, to go a whole entire year and only open water fish four four months out of it that's that us down here or over here in iowa we're basically the direct opposite yeah pretty right much. yeah you get four months of ice fishing and that's about it yeah <laughs> and, and i mean you know sometimes four months is dang good yeah you know sure. i mean we can we can go up to minnesota and we can go up to south dakota if, if need be but yeah i mean there's years over here where the lakes don't even freeze completely right yeah i, I, I can think remember, i go crazy i can remember being out in a boat in the middle of march really yeah a few years ago yeah now, Craig, uh, like you said, last uh, last weekend here, you were out ice fishing, catching some bluegills, catching some perch, and uh, now that the cat's out of the bag with the Ice Institute behind us, um, you you were using a brand new rod. Uh, as far as I know, you may be the first person to catch a fish on these new rods. 
Tell us about these new rods. Well, I can guarantee you I was the first person to catch a fish on these new rods. I love it. I love the guarantee. <laughs> There's a guarantee. That's right? I knew you'd appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, cold snap outdoors, they, they, are, uh, they, they are the reason you even know who I am. I mean, Dan Hogue took me under his wing, ah, geez, 15 years ago, I suppose, and, and kind of showed me what it was like to be on the promotional end of uh, the sport of fishing. And, and you know, I've, I've, when I joined on with Dan, he had uh, covers for the 8, the 9, and the 10-inch Jiffy Auger, and that was it. And, you know, luckily he quizzed me a lot. Him and I uh, were, you know, he picked my brain a lot, and so we got along really good, and I, I was as honest with I, or as honest as I could be with uh a lot of his ideas and then I had ideas and we just kept coming up with more for the company. Well, this year we decided we're going to, well now, let me go back. Two years ago we decided we wanted to tap into the, the rod market and we, I, I tell you what, I we took our time, you know, the seesaw rod that we unveiled last year uh, is just kind of the perfect rod for dead sticking and uh, uh you know it still has a noodly tip so it can still jig with it um but you know we've we spent a lot of time with that but then uh you know we thought it, we need to tap into more of that rod market and we actually collaborated with uh, scott you might not even know this yet but we collaborated with the boys at glacial lakes outdoors oh yeah, uh, yeah. jim gerard andy stromsness uh i mean two amazing rod builders and you know they've entered competitions and every competition they've entered they won i should say and so with that we uh cloned two of their award-winning blanks so the king perch rod which i'm sure just about everyone in the midwest has either has one or has heard of them anyway uh we've got the king perch rod that was cloned to perfection and then their uh the walleye rod we've got that one so so yeah, we we've got a 28-inch light-action rod, which is just your uh, great panfish, uh, bluegills, uh, smaller perch, stuff like that. Um, and that's what I was fishing with mostly last weekend. And man, does that thing fish good! It's just a really, really sweet rod. Um, but then yeah, then we have a 28-inch medium white, which is more of the um, perch and walleye rod. You know, maybe not necessarily the if you're targeting Lake Winnipeg walleyes, but just a, a Small walleye. Well, you know, Iowa walleyes. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, oh, shots fired. No, 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 I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. <laughs> but then uh, then we have the 30-inch medium, which is, you know, a more dedicated walleye rod. And, and I'm super excited. We're going to, this winter, start working on a lake trout rod, too. So um, we're going to try and get all the specs of that dialed in so they'll be ready for market next year. I'll hopefully get a few made this winter and fish with them and just try and make sure we got everything where I think they need to be and, and go from there. So, yeah, you know, you talk to Dan, you know all about Cold Snap. I mean, it's such a great company. And, you know, Dan is just one of those guys you can't help but like him. And and I, I just, I when he first started talking about these rods, I kind of half thought maybe he's a little crazy, but, um, cause it is, it's a flooded market. It really is. But, you know, he was going about it the right way. We're, we're taking award winning blanks 
and the term we're using is a factory custom rod because these are truly custom rod quality, but we're eliminating the part suppliers, the blank suppliers, the, you know, we're eliminating all that. And so everything's made in one facility. So we're cutting out the middleman. So these are, are custom quality rods at less than half the price. So, I mean, it's just, it's going to, I, I really think people are going to look at those and look at everything else that's available. And, and it's a no brainer that this is the rod you're going to want to buy, especially at the, it's a $50 rod. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that custom rod anywhere else is going to be a $120 rod. So it's, uh, it, it should really, really take off good. I know it was well received at the Ice Institute anyway. Right. Yeah, for sure. And now uh, you guys are calling this the Cold Snap Redline Series, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, that's just another funny thing. You know, Dan and I, we tossed around different names for probably a month and a half because I, I, I kept saying we got to separate it just from Cold Snap Outdoors just because I think it's going to open a whole new door for Cold Snap. So, you know, just kind of make it its own thing if that makes sense and and so with that i we just wanted to come up with the right name so we were bouncing things back and forth for well over a month and then he just texted me and he just had cold snap red line series and as soon as he said that i thought man that's a cool name so so that's what it is and yeah it's uh like i say it it's just such a a good rod i brian cavanaugh and i uh he was the one fishing with me last weekend and you know, when as soon as he started fishing with them, he just said, "You know, I don't see myself using any other rods this year," and and that means a lot because you know it's easy to have twenty, thirty different rods and you pick out five to take with you every day. And and I I myself I don't see myself other than uh, whatever I figure out for lake trout rods. I don't think I'll fish with anything but these Redline series rods. I mean, that that is cool. You know, everybody has their confidence, uh, Rod, you know, I mean, uh, and you for Lakers and, you know, me for Bluegills and Matt, you know, for Bluegills, whatever. You know, you have that rod and you get that feel or whatever. And when, when a person that gets so used to a rod like that picks up another rod and they're like, holy moly, like, I really like this thing. I don't think I need to go back to my, my old rods. That says a lot because, you know, we're all fishermen. We're all trying to do, you know, we're all trying to catch fish every single time and and no one's gonna put something in their hand if if they don't think that it's giving them a hundred percent yeah absolutely and and i i uh i'm probably more excited about it than i should be you know I, i think dan is still in the cautiously optimistic stage of it but i just i i mean i you know they're just it's a that good of a rod i i'm almost speechless because it was you know, there's a risk you take when you say, this is what I want, can you build it? And especially when you're dealing with overseas, you know, they can send you your prototypes, and of course the prototype's going to be perfect. Right. And, you know, they're not going to send you one with crooked eyes, so there's still a risk you take when you make that order. And when, I mean, they showed up and, and every one of them is flawless. So, you know, it just, it Dan did his research and... You know, we did all the the checking, and and I'll I, I just gotta say it right now before I forget. But Jim Gerard, you know, from Glacial Lakes Outdoors, he was integral in making all this happen too, because you know he has 
that uh, that crazy ice fishing rod knowledge. I mean, more than anyone in their right mind should have, but he just he knew what to look for, and, and even he was blown away by these rods. So, you know, it just uh, it says a lot about them. You bet. Now, what would you say your favorite feature of these rods are? Uh, you know, besides looks, I, I've been a custom rod guy all my life, and I just I like the looks. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked into, like, the Brickers custom rods. I mean, they're by far the most beautiful rods out there. Um, but, you know, besides from the looks, you know, when you load them up, you, you look at where that bend is. They, I think the term is the parabolic bend, but that's – I don't even know how to spell that word, so I shouldn't say it because I really don't know what it means. But I know that that it arcs, you know, it loads up the whole way. You know, you might have a little bit of a soft tip, but once you get into the backbone of it, it's not 20 inches of backbone and then it's a, a, as rigid as a broomstick, you know, behind that. You know, it takes it the whole way, which is very important when you're fighting fish, especially bigger fish, because, you know, you don't want part of the rod to give up and the other part's not doing anything. And, and I mean that's how those fish throw the hooks. So when you have the whole rod loaded on a rod, uh, a fish, you know it's less likely to drop that hook. So, you know that's something that where Jim was real integral and was, you know he had already had those two rods designed where they they took that he had that bend parabolic bend uh, dialed in perfectly and and thankfully they were able to match that and. You know, eyelet spacing. Uh, you, that's something that's often overlooked when you go in to the mom and pa bait shops and they have those cheap $10 rods. Well, the eyelets are you know, two inches around and there's three of them on a 30-inch rod. That's not going to do a person any good, you know. It, it, you got to have eyelets that follow that bend around with the rod so your line's not getting kinked in goofy spots. So, um, you know, just all of that stuff, it just... It's uh, is there a favorite feature? Um, not yet, but well, once I design my lake trout rod, I'll come up with a favorite feature and I'll make sure to add it on there just for you, Matt. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bait keeper on it. I think that bait yeah. keeper is sweet. Right. It, it folds out and and uh, I think like if you're if you're throwing something like with a treble hook and whatnot, that'll be really nice to to hook that on there. Uh, you know, with a jig and wrap or whatever. But I think I think that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was a pleasant surprise for me when I seen those on there. You know, I, I, I had seen that style before, and it is. It's a really nice one, you know, foldable, so it gets out of your way. Not that it's that huge of a deal, but it's just kind of a nice feature on it, that's for sure. I'm a tinkerer when I'm, when I'm uh, jigging. Like, I, I'm always rubbing, like, my, finger, or my, my fingernails on stuff. I, I just know I'm going to be sitting there wiggling that thing around. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't sit in the same house as each yeah. other. Hey, yeah, you, the old fish caresser. And, yeah, whatever. Great. So, so now where can a person, you know, get these rods at, you know, now that they're out and on the market and everything? I mean, they're at the Ice Institute. Uh, where else can a person get them? Uh, you know, the cold snap will be at all the major shows the rest of the winter. So, you know, coming up is going to be St. Paul uh, Ice Show, then the Fargo Ice Show, and and I know there's a couple others that I'm missing. Um, but that that's going to be where you can actually put hands on them. They're probably not going to make it into stores this year just because uh, we were a little late uh, receiving them to, you know, stock store orders. So, 
you know, otherwise it's coldsnapoutdoors.com. Uh, you can order them up that way. Um, but, you know, getting to the shows, that those are always so fun to get to anyway. You know, I, I oh, mean, yeah. I'd be kidding a candy store there. But, you know, you can actually put hands on them so you can see how awesome they are. But, but uh, you know, I can guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. So if you you, you go to the coldsnapoutdoors.com, um, you'll be able to order what you want there, and you, you won't be disappointed with them. Right. Now, uh, with these redline rods, Craig, uh, what's the plans for the rest of the winter? Where are you going to be putting them to the test? Well, for me, I, I, I don't know yet. I haven't, I'm not much of a planner. I'm kind of a uh, fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants guy, and, you know, I don't have any big trips planned this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'll end up going somewhere. Um, but, you know, locally, we've got, I've told you before, the Black Hills has so many different opportunities. I mean, the lake I was on last weekend was, I mean, we had perch, crappies, bluegills, and bass. I, I, it was just a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, so I do, I fish a lot around here, but um, I think I'll end up in uh, uh, Wyoming a couple of times. There's a couple bodies of water over there I've been doing a little research on that I haven't uh, fished yet, so um gonna try and hit those one of them has musky i think a musky through the ice would be a lot of fun oh yeah um, <laughs> you're gonna have to drill two holes next to each other so you can figure eight all the time <laughs> yeah i didn't even think of that that's a great idea <laughs> um but then uh you know i'll end up i i plan on coming to okaboji and fishing with you knuckleheads <laughs> before the winter's over that's for sure. there it is there's no fish. There's no fish in Okaboji. <laughs> well, that's that's what he'll be saying. I'll show you that catch that one that's left anyway. Oh, you can see him down there, but yeah. No. You know, and that's I I have never fished Okaboji. I've fished a lot of lakes around it, but I've never actually ice or I, I've open water fished it, but I've never ice fished Okaboji. So, um, I would like to uh, definitely make that happen this winter. Oh, yeah, sure. No, that'll be a riot. What are What are some of your other goals? for the ice fishing season you know besides places that you want to fish like got any goals like fish to like what size fish you want to catch or a new species or anything you know this is going to be a real cheesy answer um but probably my biggest goal i'm i'm not you know obviously i'm the lake trout guy you know that you you know me because uh um i've caught a couple lake trout and I, um, I I do, I love those things, and I'm not necessarily out there trying to catch the biggest one in the lake, although I would more than welcome that. <laughs> um, but my, uh, if there's a goal, it would be just to, to keep up with the education and importance of catching a lease on them, because, well, you know, we're making big headway, but there's still, um, there's still people out there killing them, which obviously it's totally fine it's a healthy fishery it it survived all these years with people uh killing a few lake trout here and there but um you know i i just i keep tr telling myself or asking myself how big would these fish get if they were getting let go every time you know so um i i just if that's one mission or goal that i have it's just to continue the education on the importance of catching a lease with with the lake trout um, but, uh, you know, if there's anything real species wise, um, 
I've yet to catch a one-pound bluegill through the ice. I think that would be uh, a goal, and I, I haven't done anything to try to achieve it, but that's definitely something I really, really want to do is to get a one-pounder through the ice. It is um, nice to hear some people give some recognition to the bluegills. Bluegill. I love bluegills. You know, I, I, I don't fish them in the summertime just because I'm a lake trout junkie, and when I'm not catching lake trout, I am a walleye junkie, but... Um, I, I do. I love fighting bluegills. They're such a fun fish to catch. And, and, you know, it just, there's something about them when they get so big that they're just, they've, they've got that forehead on them and they're perfectly pie shaped. You know, I just, I, I, they're a pretty special, unique fish and I love targeting them through the ice. Well, when you come down here to Okaboji, I mean, we, we do have some good bluegills over there in Okaboji on west, uh, well, and east, uh, you know, you, you, there's always that possibility. Uh, yeah. We uh, we might have another lake that we could bring you to that, that uh, has a pretty good bluegill population uh, of, of nice quality bluegills, too. And right. So, yeah. The, the, well, the, well, before I drive all that way, can you guarantee I'm going to catch a one-pound bluegill? I can guarantee you that I'll put you in a spot where you can catch a one pound. I, you know, with your ability, I can't guarantee it. Oh, all right, that's a safe answer there. No, I, I figured since we're throwing guarantees around so yeah. easily, that hey, I maybe love I can it. I love the guarantee. That. Now we're getting now we're getting carried away with them. So, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Craig. Before we let you go, uh, you got something really cool coming down the pipe this year uh, with the hooked on hard water deal. Uh, uh, me and Matt and, and you and, and all the rest of the pros are going to be selling raffle tickets. Why don't you uh, tell us all about uh, what we can possibly win and, uh, yeah, what whatever goes along with that. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, yeah, with Hooked on Hard Water, um, you know, our, our two main goals, number one, obviously, is the boys and showing these boys an opportunity that, uh, so many of them will never ever have unless something like this happens. And and you know, Scott, now that you've been a part of it, I mean, you see the smiles and you see the excitement that these boys have, and and even just the admiration for a leader in, in you know the ice fishing industry. But I mean, it really could be a leader in any industry. But they're showing these boys one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, that means the world to those guys, so that's obviously priority number one. But priority number two with Hooked on Hard Water is we're raising funds for the Rapid City Club for Boys. You know, it is a solely uh, privately funded organization, and, um, you know, they run anywhere between 200 boys in the wintertime to, to 550 during the summertime, so it's not a cheap uh, uh, facility to run. So, so with that, we try to raise funds, and, and you know, it, it, those funds also help encourage more outdoor activities throughout the year. And, and over the past, you know, we've, we've, I think in our first, this is our seventh year, and after our fifth year, we've cracked $100,000 that we had raised, which is just, just remarkable. I mean, I, I was so blown away by that, but... Um, we're we're stepping it up. I mean, we're we're hoping we really step it up this year. And so we got donors to buy us a uh, a brand new Honda Pioneer uh, side by side, and we're selling raffle tickets for it. And you know, I, I, the raffle tickets are ten bucks a piece, or a book of twelve for a hundred bucks. So 
it's a, a cheap chance to to win something like this and and if you don't have a or don't want a side by side or you already have one you can opt out of that and just get nine grand in cash so i mean you know it's a, a pretty worthwhile raffle to get into but at the end of the day uh you were still raising very important funds for the rapid city club for boys so that's pretty exciting i can't wait to see how this all plays out and um you know we got pros throughout the country that are going to be selling tickets for the rest of the winter you know our our banquet is in february and we'll draw the name then and and uh yeah that should be a pretty exciting time that's for sure well, I'm just saying this right now. Me and Matt will be bringing out the big trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh, not a terrible idea. I appreciate your confidence. I will not guarantee that you're going to win that, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, me and Matt, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm speaking for Matt here, but uh, I know between our conversations, uh, we don't want to wish away the winter, but we cannot wait till the end of February. Right. Super excited about yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, it it is. It's uh, um, I don't know. It it's just one of those feel good uh, events of the year where you know it is a ton of work, and I I'd be lying if I said there were times I didn't look at it and think, oh my gosh, why am I doing this again? You know, because it, it is. It's it's a ton of work, and but you know. All I got to do is go down to the club for boys for one of our meetings or just, uh, you know, my dad is still working down there uh, just to go see him and, you know, just the energy that that building has and, you know, the the importance it is to those boys. It, it erases every doubt that I have in my mind that, I mean, it's not not a matter of if I want to, it's I have to do it. I, I mean, this is something that needs to be done because, you know, these boys just, they don't get those opportunities. And and if we can change the lives of just a couple of boys every year, and, you know, I mean, this year we're we're hoping to get 70 to 80 boys out there on the ice. I mean, you know, if, if even five of those decide they want to become ice fishermen, then then every ounce of stress and, and everything was worth it. But, uh, you know, and I shouldn't even say... If they don't even need to become ice fishermen, if they just have a good, positive day with a, a role model that cares about them, that's a win right there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, I, I, I can speak for me and Matt, and I'm sure I can speak for all the boys and all the rest of the pros. Uh, your hard work does not go unnoticed, and, and we all definitely appreciate you and your wife and, and everybody else at the club. Uh, you, you know, you guys work hard year-round to get this going, and, and uh, yeah, I, a lot of people appreciate it, man. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I, I definitely don't do it for for the pat on the back or anything like that. You know, I mean, my my reward is honestly my biggest reward is hearing my dad's stories that he gets out of it. You know, just hearing what the the boys have to say about the whole deal. Um, I'll leave you with one uh, little anecdotal story. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, we were down, you know, Friday night. All, we all the pros go to the boys club to meet their boy that they'll be fishing with and um they eat dinner with them play games uh hopefully matt you'll be in on the dodgeball game because uh i will be on the other side just so you know well i i just to to let you know you know as a pe teacher i can uh be practicing up before that too so well you better bring your a game i've been been known to (laughs) hit a few people in the head before so 
Hey, six-year-old kids don't count. <laughs> In my world, they do. <laughs> but uh, but back to my story. Um, while all that was going on, one of the boys walked up to my dad and just said, "Hey." Uh, in the past, we're not doing it this year, but in the past, they'd have all the boys sleep uh, there at the club just so they knew they would all be accounted for. Um, but uh, the the boy was talking about where they were going to be sleeping, you know, set up in the gymnasium and sleeping bags. And, and then the boy says, well, where are the pros going to be sleeping? And my dad said, well, the pros have cabins up by the lake. And the boy looked at him and he goes, you mean they're not going to be sleeping here with us? And my dad's like, well, no. And the boy looked at him real disappointed and goes, that was some really poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just those boys, they, they get so attached to their pros and, and just that positive role model that they, you know, that all of a sudden that guy is one of the more important people in their lives and, and they don't want to say goodbye to him. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a real feel-good event. I, I I walk away with so much pride when it's all said and done that it uh, – I'm already looking forward to, like you say, hate to wish away winter, but I am very, very much looking forward to the end of February. Right on. Well, no, Craig, we we definitely appreciate you swinging by. Um, you know, with them raffle tickets, uh, if anyone listening wants a raffle ticket, contact me, contact Matt, uh, find Craig on Facebook, uh, call the Rapid City Club for boys. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you there's a lot of different ways that you can get these raffle tickets and. Uh, your chance to win a killer cool prize and uh, put it towards a great cause. Uh, we really appreciate you swinging in today, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on again. Yeah, first time. This is our first time, second time guest. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. the, you know, I, I actually talked to Craig, uh, you know, few uh, an hour before we came on and and said you know I'm, I'm just jacked to not go through the you know so where'd you grow up you know how you know how'd you get into fishing whatever I'll plug your social media this this was a fun episode i i enjoyed it so well so you're not gonna let me plug my social media well yeah go ahead plug your social media <laughs> plug, it. plug it away have social media other than my facebook page so no i was joking but no, i know. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm going to plug anything, coldsnapoutdoors.com and Hooked on Hardwater. That's all I got. You bet. Well, we really appreciate it, Craig. You're the best in the business, man. Uh, I don't know about that, but thanks a lot for having me on, fellas. All right, see ya. See ya. Yep. There he goes, Mr. Craig Euler out in Rapid City, South Dakota. The man. The man. Uh, Do you suppose when he got out on the ice, he kind of said out loud this is one small step for ice fishermen one giant leap for ice season (laughs) i I think he did hopefully there's no leaping going on in that early (laughs) ice no but i I think there's a video of him doing it he was kind of moonwalking out there and out there yeah Yeah, people don't realize it but craig's a dancer too yeah i can believe that yeah he looks like he'd probably be kind of nimble and swift on his yeah he's been known to cut some rug yeah, maybe he'll be on, like, Dancing with the Stars, Rapid City version one of these times or something. <laughs> Someday. No, we really appreciate Craig uh, swinging in, and we appreciate everything Craig's done for us. Uh, oh, you know, for sure. He, he's top-notch dude and uh, kind of taking us under his wing, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been, been cool. He's opened up a lot of opportunities for us. Yeah, you don't find – I haven't found anybody better than – you know how he's treated us. Uh, right. Great guy. Right. Both of us now uh, – um, Hooked on Hardwater Pros, and uh, the other really cool news as of this last weekend, both me and Matt are now 
cold snap uh, pro staffers, and uh, I'm jacked. Uh, so am I. It's a, it's a great honor to be considered, like Craig talked about him, you know, about the company, and Dan. I mean, just class act all the way around, class class company all the way around so. right right and and it's cool you know it's a local company uh you know dan obviously is in sioux falls south dakota and his uh his headquarters is right over uh, outside of albert lee i think or uh right over in what is it, glencoe or Glen, glenville i think glenville all right well yep we got a we got a cold snap toothpick right in front of us where what are we looking at <laughs> it ain't on there whatever <laughs> it's over there in minnesota Right. North of the border. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, yeah, no, I'm jacked, uh, especially with uh, the announcement of these rods. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be fun to get one in the hand and test them out. You bet. Set the hooks. Set them. Yep. So, uh, no, uh, with that, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun uh, talking with Craig. And hopefully we'll see you guys out on the ice soon. So with that, that was episode 47. We'll see you again next week on episode 48. We still didn't come up with a with a sign-off. Still haven't. Oh, we got to. Yeah, I never thought about that. We got, we got to keep thinking. If anybody's got it, we think anybody give us any ideas. You stay fishing, Midwest. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs>